I think of a scene like that with you and your dad. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's mm. like, would you have turned on Bullet Bob or would Bullet have said, son, it's time, it's time to go out? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and look, I think that would be more relatable because yeah. I don't relate to two sons beating up their father yeah, exactly. at all. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> So we're going to shoot from the hip, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, so this time we're going to talk about uh, the gun club turns on their pops, Billy. I think it was, uh, you know, I watched it because, you know, uh, I, as a journalist, uh, it's important for me to watch stuff to, you know, host <laughs> that's shows. A, that's <laughs> a shot. That's a shot, Vince. It's not, <laughs> even, it's not even layered in anything. No. Just a I, shot across got, the bow. I got to do what I got to do, man. That's, that's why I do what I do. Uh, it's the Rustic Outlaws. I said, get your pellet guns out. So uh, we're shooting from the hip. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen. So, uh, the gun club, they turned on their dad, their dad Billy. And it the the way that they shot the camera, I was like, it's it's clear because they did kind of like a hard, you know, close up view to Billy without yeah. showing the sun. So yeah. it was pretty pretty clear. And so I was thinking in my head as that was happening, me knowing that it was going to happen, I was like, why are they turning on Billy when Billy turned on the acclaimed a few yeah. weeks ago? So this doesn't necessarily make much sense to me. So Brian, we'll go we'll go with you. So they turned on Billy. Just your thoughts with that cuz they they line with Stokely Hathaway. So my question is your thoughts on that and then question number 2 is is there something going on that we don't know that uh the gun club may have a mystery partner against their dad is there something that we oh maybe... no if you're insinuating this me hell no oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah billy is huge and jacked and in shape and i just get the hot tag and just I'm do a, a whole I'm little a, deal i'm know? a shape too that shape is round in the shimmy. Um, yeah look I, i'll i'll talk to to them turning on him so besides creative decisions right wrong or indifferent i feel like it was inevitable and necessary for them to be apart from Billy. Like Billy gets the nostalgia pop. Billy's the baby face. If they want to go anywhere as a heel team, I feel like they kind of need to shed the skin and, and do their own thing. At some point, they were going to have to do that anyway. Now what I, and I don't know this for, for a fact, but what I think is maybe Billy's going to start playing a, a backstage role more than a, more than an on-screen role. And if they get him with, a, with a, or get them with a Stokely Hathaway, uh, is that better for them in their career as they grow older and and you know and, and t have tenure in, in wrestling hmm. get billy out of the way as quickly as possible now we can debate whether they made the right creative decisions you know yeah yeah so vince your, your thoughts on just basically billy gunn being billy gunn and then where where does where do you think he fits in until i just here's what i wish bro from from the way you describe it and i you know obviously you know i mean i i agree with what uh you know brian says eventually you got to get billy away from them but man i just wish it was you know the kind of kind of like the father pushing them out of the nest 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Brian? Like, listen, man, I've taken you guys as far as you can. You're on your own now. You're going to have to cut your teeth in this business. I would have loved to see that. But, you yeah. know, because I think of a scene like that with you and your dad. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, could you have turned on Bullet Bob or would Bullet have said, son, it's time to go out? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and look, I think that would be more relatable because yeah. I don't relate to two sons beating up their father yeah, exactly. at all. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I mean, see, that, that that's so unrealistic to yeah. me. But if they could have done this really the right way, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, they had yeah. an opportunity. And look, they went cheap with cheap heat because that's cheap. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, Creatively, yeah. that's, I think yeah. it is anyway. That's yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, and, and Dr. Chris, you were talking about how they shot it. It, it. I think they were trying to shoot it correctly, but they Billy looking to his side like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> giving it away, <laughs> that's what gave it away yeah. to me. I appreciate yeah. him trying to get the into frame attack. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but bless his heart, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't wait. Just waiting for the spot. Like, yeah. Okay. It just, it just hit me from behind. When yeah, it, exactly. When I least expect it. I want it to look like a shoot. You know? Man, yeah. bro, I've, I've really missed the bless his heart. I, we got yeah. it twice tonight so yeah. far, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm, on I'm ecstatic over here. I'm bro. on fire. <laughs> I'm on fire kindly burying people. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's how you do it, man. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say this for the record. The way they did that, because they did turn on the dad, I, 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 bro, listen, all due respect, I think Brian's kayfabing us. If, if they, if they don't do a reunion after that, <laughs> e even a one, even one night only, even if it's a one night only, then to me, it, 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 it was horrible. If they do a one night only, got to. I'm, I'm all in. I'm they all in, bro. And what, and what, what, like, what would your suggestion be? The outlaws spank the, the, the ass boys? Yes. I think so. Yes. I think that's what you do. I think you set that up for. That sounds um, like AEW after dark, if you ask me. I think you set that up for all out. I think you see, here's the thing. Billy could carry the match. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he he's a physical specimen. The only thing that this guy right here just needs to do is a hot tag, do a shimmy, do his punches, wiggle, do wiggle. his snake. Wiggle, you know, wiggle, wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> that that's all you got to do. Bump for and, the big one, big yeah, one, there you go. ropes, wiggle, wiggle, knee, one, two, kick out, pick you up, shoot, reverse. Okay. Bro, I just want. You still I, land a pump handle though. That's that's. Oh yeah, doing. as long as the guy's really small. Brian, you're going to get a kick out of this, man. I'm wondering if you remember this. I just reviewed uh, one hour of the Attitude Era, and you had a singles match, and you came out with Billy, and Billy did your shtick. Oh, and I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, bro. And I was like, and you know what I said? Bless his heart. Bless yeah, because he's not Bless good. He wasn't good at it. No, no, no. I, I popped huge. I wasn't expecting it, but because you were working, so he did the ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I'm like, bless his heart. Bless yeah, him. never again. That happened one time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's my thing. that With this new trios uh, championships coming out, do you think it's too soon to make the turn? It seems like it was – Kind of uh, more of a microwave decision than an oven decision. Do you think yeah. that they should have been a part of the trios division first, or do you think uh, they shouldn't have? 
Well, man, look, if you want to do that, but again, I think the turn is the wrong way to go. So no matter, no matter how long you drug it out, like you could have got them to the trios championship Mm -hmm. and they lose and they turn there, but either way you're left with them turning on their dad and it's not relatable. And it's, and it's, you know, maybe they lose the trios and the dad's Billy loses and he goes, man. I'm missing a step and I don't, I'm slowing you guys down and I love Mm. you. And I want you to, you know what I mean? Like people could relate to that. That's that's life imitating art. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. See, see, See? that's why that guy, see, (laughs) that's why these two right here are two former head writers. These are former lead writers here, ladies and gentlemen, because just, just like that. We think about little stupid stuff. That's (laughs) (laughs) like, how do people look if they lose a match? Yeah. Yeah. What you just did right there was uh, very Chris Farley. Remember when Chris Farley was Bennett Brower on Saturday uh, yeah. I'm not the norm. I'm not camera <laughs> friendly. I've tried to be able to take what they in shape. <laughs> I love it. I hope my heart doesn't explode. I, I hope my heart doesn't explode. <laughs> I won't do cocaine anymore. Right. <laughs> Omega. Yeah. Omega was out for nine months. You know how they brought him back? They introduced them. They introduced them for a six way. For a six way. That's <laughs> yeah. how they brought the guy back. Get your pellet guns out, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Wrestling Outlaw. There it is. There it is. I am the doctor, Chris Featherstone. I am uh, uh, here with two of my uh, most esteemed colleagues. Mm. One is a WWE Hall of Famer. One is a uh, former WWE uh, Mm. head Mm. writer. The other one's another former WWE head writer for SmackDown. I was never WCW is, champion, though. And the other one is a former WCW yeah. World Heavyweight champion. Yeah, yeah that's where that that's where the race kind of levels out, and he kind of crosses the finish line. He the crosses the finish line. And look, I take the L. I got no problem with <laughs> yes. that. Yes, the D. You became you became world champ because Goldberg speared you through the cage, right? I I became world champ because Goldberg killed me. <laughs> because he killed, killed you. Me. I don't think he killed me. I don't think he. <laughs> yes, nobody, the helmet. The helmet uh, doesn't work. It was supposed to help you, but it probably didn't. With that, that there thing. was, you know, a bar- bar- barricades. You know, the steel barricades, Brian, yeah. all day long, bro. I had a concussion at the time, so all day long, I'm, I'm saying, Bill, you've got to put me between the barricades. You'll, you'll kill me. I'm concussed, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. No problem, no problem, bro. Drills me through the cage back of my head smack into the back come on bro like really really was that a a initiation type of deal to you vince like absolutely absolutely was bro yeah yeah well speaking of initiation you know i'm a a big thing a lot of uh my clients and uh, a lot of my friends i do this thing where i do like the most non-segued segues and i think it's just I, i love it i'll say speaking of uh giving a concussion hey so about uh (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) speaking of concussion about those bob goggles go uh go check this guy out on his podcast (laughs) 
love it. Let's uh let's travel down memory lane, fellas. Twenty five years of Kane's debut. Uh, he debuted at uh, Bad Blood, if I'm not mistaken. It's 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 gotta be it's gotta be Kane, right? So the question is, I'll start with Vince because this was uh during Vince's era as a booker, definitely during Brian's era as a worker. Was this the greatest debut? in wwe history vince russo wow bro other than big venom it could have been because um you know man i'm a firm believer in setting the table yeah you know set you know brian they did something on the aew when when i say setting the table brian knows what i'm talking about austin's hurt we know austin we know the date austin's coming back so you want to set that table and set that stage for him where that glass breaks and the place explodes. Brian, uh, what's his, uh, Omega. Yeah. Omega was out for nine months. You know how they brought him back? They introduced him, they introduced him for a six way. For a six way. That's yeah. how they brought the guy back. So, yeah, so my, I mean, that's crazy. Ridiculous. So Let me my, slip this note real quick and have a. Oh my God. <laughs> but a, so, yeah, you know, the way the table was set, the way we told the story of the brother, and you anticipated, like, and everybody was just waiting for when is he going to show up? Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure, bro, there are other stories that were done as well. But I, I really think that was memorable. Personally, I was a huge fan of Undertaker versus Undertaker at Summer, uh, SummerSlam 94. <laughs> I was just because yeah. if you think about it, like as a fan at that time, I was a teenager and I was watching that. And I remember the Royal Rumble when, when the Undertaker got jumped, because at that point, 94, he was still like just impenetrable. You know what I mean? Like he, there, he was just there's no way anybody could ever beat the Undertaker. Right. And so I remember he got mobbed at that casket match uh, and at the Royal Rumble of that year. And then he got, and he went into the casket and then, you know, they, they did the whole deal when it's dark they, they, and they showed him on the Tron. And then uh, I, I, from, from the, I heard Marty Jannetty was the guy who actually rose up. Because uh, uh, remember <laughs> when Taker rose up and yeah. right, it was Jannetty was, was the one who did that. But so he rose up. So that, that was in January. And then there was the uh, uh, Nielsen, right? Like he was the one he, they, they brought him in. And there was like Undertaker sightings. And Paul Bear is like, well, here's the Undertaker. And I think primetime Brian Lee was the one who was the doppelganger. Yeah. And so they, they really brought that in. Like, what are you talking about? You saw the Undertaker. Here's the Undertaker right here. It's, it's what that was going on. Yeah. I think I'm, no, I think uh, DiBiase. I think he was the one who brought it. Yeah, in. I'll, I'll never forget what was amazing about that, Brian. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget watching this, bro. Lawler sat with Brian Lee every time for hours and oh. drew the identical tag really? for yeah. hours, bro. Yeah. It was unbelievable. What? Yeah, that's nice. incredible. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. So yeah, DiBiase brings in the fake one and says, "Yeah, you know he's here. I bought him, right?" And so you know, um, I forgot what's the, the naked guy guy Nielsen, right? And Leslie so, Nielsen. Le- Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, you know, he, there's Undertaker sightings, and he spent you know months and months doing that, and all of a sudden we 
We saw the Undertaker. He's he's going to be here at SummerSlam. What what a way to set the table. And then DiBiase comes out with primetime Brian Lee as the doppelganger. And all of a sudden, the Underfaker. The Underfaker. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the lights go off. And I remember watching that. I'm like, come on now. Is this really the Undertaker? (laughs) Like, come on. Is there really a real Undertaker? All of a sudden, he comes out in the purple. That's the first time he debuted the purple. He debuted a different uh, variation of the song that night too, and the the face to face. And it was people was like, "Oh, well, I couldn't stand that match." To me, that's the reason why, as a fan, like catches catch can long drawn out wrestling matches. They have their space, you know, like uh, Steamboat and Savage at WrestleMania three. But when you when it comes to the big deal. Undertaker versus Undertaker to me is like that story. That's seven months of build right there. Of there's a fake one, there's a real one. He's coming to SummerSlam. That that popped me. It's about the spectacle. It is not the work rate. Yes, it is. Yeah, the same thing when the first time you know, because I'm in the process of watching that now. When the first time Kane and Taker wrestled, remember Brian, the story was, "I will not fight my brother." Oh, yep. I will. Yeah. And they goaded him and goaded him for months. <laughs> yes, bro. yes, and, yeah. until he would punch his brother. Yeah. Yep. See, I mean, that I, to me, that's that's what's me. Hey, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Kane is the best. I've been sitting here thinking while we were talking about the best debut. So Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't debut. Mm-hmm. He no. became Stone Cold. The Rock right. didn't debut. No. The, yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I like uh, Jericho's a lot. What do you, th- what do you think Jericho uh, compares well, to Kane? Well, I just don't, don't think it was like a character. I, look, yeah. I love the build. I love the table yeah. being set yeah. and the build to to. Uh, to, to bring Jericho in. I did. I thought it was great. And it got a, it got a ton of, uh, of, you know, outside exposure, but Kane was the character who debuted and is still to this day signing autographs as they Kane. you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know, man, it feels big. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think he definitely goes among the best because there was so much storyline being drawn. Cause it was the same way. It was like, Hey, there's because uh, I remember he was feuding against Foley, you know what I mean, in, in, in 96, and it was the boiler room brawl. And then all of a sudden it was like one of those, like, hey, the, there's there's some way, you know, uh, Paul Bear when he was a heel at the time because he turned on um, uh, Taker, I believe, at that boiler room brawl. I think it was SummerSlam in 96. And so basically he was like, well, guess what, Taker? He drew, he drew another layer. There's a brother who thought that your brother's going to be, you know, th- thought he was gone. Yeah. You know, he's alive. You know what I mean? And so it's like, and it's like, what? What is this? That's storytelling, man. Yes, that's awesome. storytelling, like, man. You, you know, I remember that time. Remember that time they brought back Ric Flair after an injury, and they just put him in a six-man tag. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I and they, and they handed uh, and they handed the announcer was uh, a note. Yeah, to, a to note. Yeah. I, I say this all the time, Brian. Is I'm going back and watching these Attitude Era shows, and, and bro, it doesn't get said enough, and I don't know why. Why was there ever a better storyteller than Percy, bro? Oh, oh my no. yeah, yeah. Why, why does a... it, that doesn't get said enough, bro? Yeah. Well, look, I think the people that know know, and it's just like it was just a given. But you forget that he had been in the business thirty years by the time he got there to WWE. Oh, man, what a storyteller! Yeah. Yeah. And he managed Taker before, right? When he was a Texas Red. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So he, he, in so Texas, he has that. Yeah. When he was Percival Pringle, yeah. Percival Pringle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't good. he the third? Wasn't he Percival yeah, he Pringle? Been the third. third? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, let's go. Oh, you didn't, bro. Is uh, DX versus NWO happening? Uh, not happening. The biggest missed opportunity in wrestling. Let's go to Mr. DX himself, uh, the road dog, Brian James. What do you think? DX versus NWO. We saw we saw y'all battle uh, at WrestleMania 31 uh, during Sting and Triple H's match. But could there have been something that came from that or before? Yes, we actually, the Outsiders wrestled the Outlaws on the at the Blizzard Brawl in, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> in David Wisconsin very years, uh, many years ago, nice. and we got a cease and desist because we were promoting it as such, oh. the Outlaws versus the Outsiders. Um, but so that match did happen. So. It did happen. No, really? no, I'm a big proponent of, yeah, it would have been great if we they were in their prime, we were in our prime before we disbanded and they added 75 members to their group. <laughs> like if it was, you know what I mean? Eight man tag, four man tag, mixed tag, whatever. Yeah. Um, that would have been awesome had we both, but, but it, but it didn't work out. And so that's not, you know what I mean? Like you, people still want staying in an undertaker and it's yeah. like, no, I don't no. want that. I don't want no. that anymore. Like no. I want, I imagine that match and I imagine that match being great, but I don't want to imagine it how it would be right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Vince, what do you think? DX versus yeah. NWO? You know, these guys, Brian, I mean, I, 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 I can remember specifically when, um, you know, uh, Scott and Kevin and Hulk, it was just the three of them. Yeah, and they were starting to kick our ass. And I remember, man, it was just Vince and I, and we were sitting in there in the living room, and Vince basically said, "We have the younger version of that. We we we've we've got young stallions. We can make a younger version of that." And that's why I don't think, man, I don't think DX really gets the credit they deserve because the NWO was so hot with those three absolute legends in the business. And then you guys came along. I mean, Brian, let's face it. It could have been a fart in church. Yeah. If people were going to compare you to the NWO and, and you guys didn't live up to DX, bro, it would have sucked. <laughs> yeah. So it been I, vicious. I, I think whether you guys realized it or not, there was a lot of pressure that you probably did not even realize because you were having a good time, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it. Yeah. 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 But Vince, 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 Vince knew we, we had the younger talent and we, we can, we can do the same thing. And he was yeah. right. Yeah. He was right. Yeah. He was right. And we started kicking their butts in the radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of kicking butt, this guy has a kick butt podcast. Oh, uh, right here. That was like a really good segue. I don't, <laughs> Thank I you. Feel like speaking, you're... Of, speaking of really good segues, uh, Michigan sucks. I'm a big Ohio <laughs> State fan. Uh, <laughs> too, looking, I love looking. Ohio State too. Thank you, thank you. you. You watch college football? Yes, I do, but I don't like Michigan or Ohio State. I oh, like I the Georgia Ohio. Bulldogs, and I, I like the Alabama uh, Crimson Tide. And How so, can you for like the, Georgia, yeah, and I can like both of them because I'm from Georgia, but I live right near Alabama. And everybody where I live is a Bama fan, and I've been here like 20 years now. So, gotcha, gotcha. 
Well, uh, Wait, Georgia. you asked a question about wrestling earlier, I think. Uh, yeah, forget that. So, so we were talking about the Georgia. I, I'm, more, I'm a college football mark, so I could call. I could talk college football all the time. But uh, yeah, before before we get to your uh, podcast, I'm interested in uh, you know uh, you, uh, Georgia won the college football national championship. Do they have a chance again this year? Oh, I don't know. It had to be good for their recruiting. So, so I, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Like they've been, they were so good. It was uncharacteristic uh, yeah. last year. Yeah. And so I, I don't, I don't know that they have a chance again. Yeah. Ohio State will win the national championship. So this year, yes, they will. Yes, they, okay. yes, they will. Uh, that's my bold prediction, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. I heard you. I wanted you to say it again. Yes, yes. <laughs> for the, for those in the back. For the record, yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, let them know about the Oh You Didn't Know podcast. Oh, no, You Didn't Know podcast. You can find everything that is Road Dog at RoadDogLinks.com. That's Road Dog 2 D's, 2 G's links.com. Uh, the Oh You Didn't Know podcast, you can find it on Spotify, on Apple, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. And you can listen to it. I don't know if I'm any good at podcasting. <laughs> Very nice. Maybe Very nice. <laughs> you know, it's so I love. You know, I love that because uh, you know who used to do like 360 bits like that? David Letterman. I used to oh, be. Yeah. I used to watch David Letterman all the time, and he used to do like 360 bits. He would do a bit at like the top of the hour, and all of a sudden, just like. 40 minutes later, he would yeah. go right back to the <laughs> bring it back. Yeah, that's the old bringing her back. I love it. Comedy man. works that way. Yes, yeah. it does. Yes, it does. Vince Russo, let them know about your channel attitude, my man. That's it, man. Channelattitude.com. A bunch of people on there had a ball with uh, Al Snow this morning. We had a lot of fun. You know, Stevie Ray, Stevie Richards, Disco, uh, a, a lot of people on there. Check it out. Channelattitude.com. Very nice. Ladies and gentlemen, Vince Russo. Road Dog Brian James. I'm Dr. Chris. This is the Wrestling Outlaws. Have a good night, everybody. Solo. Hey,